Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It is Wednesday, December 20, what, 8th. 2022. I'm pre-recording this. Uh, today is also the Feast of the Holy Innocents, the first, uh, well, not the first martyrs. Well, yes, actually the first martyrs, um, even though we call Stephen the proto-martyr. Hmm. Yes. Um, the Holy Innocents, those babes of Bethlehem that were murdered by by Herod. You might think of the uh, the carol, uh, that really melancholy carol, Lule, Lulai, the little tiny child. It's about Herod uh, murdering those children. All right. Uh, you know, sometimes Christmas, we, we miss that it, um, it's, not, it's not entirely the most cheery of holidays. <laughs> yes, Christ's incarnation is cause for joy and to sing with the angels. But the other things that surround uh, Christ's birth and the consequences of Christ's birth um, are uh, actually quite a bit more serious. All right. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Memory verse for the week. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1 verse 14. Our psalm is Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, our catechism for the week is the Creed, the second article, its explanation. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own, and live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. First reading is from Jeremiah 31. 
Thus says the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children, because they are no more. Thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope in your future, says the Lord, that your children shall come back to their own border. All right, Rachel weeping for her children. Remember, Rachel died in Bethlehem. Um, She died giving birth to Benjamin. And then, of course, all of her children ended up in exile and their children and their children after them, 400 years worth of children um, in, in Egypt, right? And then it's only by way of Moses um, that they are delivered safely um, to be returned, right? Is that exactly right? No, it's not exactly right. Yes, but that is true. All right, so Rachel, even from the ground, is, is crying out for her children to... Um, to come back. And um, you'll see actually that theme of Egypt and Rachel weeping for her children uh, in the gospel for today from Matthew 2. What else was I going to say? Um, oh, it reminds me of Abel crying out. His blood uh, cries out to me from the ground, right? And she's weeping that her children are no more, especially Joseph, right? Joseph, she had thought had died. Mm-hmm. But notice that the Lord that we don't hear the second half of the quote usually, but it's good to hear that from the Old Testament, that then there is the promise that they will come back from the land of the enemy. They will be a future. They will come back to their own border, right? So you can you can hope, um, live in hope, even if it's not yet realized, which of course is the description of the life of the Christian, right? We live in hope, even though what we hope for, uh, we have not yet seen, or at least only in part. All right, so the gospel for today, Matthew 2. Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had or was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Right? And now, you see how it's applied. It's applied then not only to the return of the children, but now the, the slaying of those innocents in Bethlehem, in her city. Today, the Holy Church celebrates the festival of the Holy Innocents Martyrs. Contemplating the three festivals after Christmas, the Church has long noted a curious fact. St. Stephen was a martyr for Christ in both will and deed. St. John was a martyr in will, but not in deed. The Holy Innocents were his martyrs not in will, but in deed. Matthew relates how after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi arrived from the east in the capital city of the Jews, Jerusalem. They were searching for the newborn king of the Jews. A star had announced the birth of this king to them, and now they had come to worship him. Herod the Great, vicious and jealous, suffered no rivals. He had already murdered members of his own family whom he believed to be conspiring against him. 
He sought the counsel of the scribes, the Jewish experts in the sacred writings, to discover exactly where the promised Christ was to be born. And then he sent the Magi to find him, asking only that when they did, they bring him back word so that he could offer him or could offer his homage as well. Not suspecting the king's malicious intent, the Magi began the trip to Bethlehem. The star had appeared in the east and reappeared and shone over the place where the child was. Entering that house, the Magi beheld the child in the arms of Mary, his mother. They fell down and worshipped him, offering him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. After being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they left for their own country by a different route. Then Joseph was warned in a dream to leave quickly because Herod was seeking to kill the child. The Holy Family fled to the relative safety of Egypt. Upon realizing that the Magi had deceived him, Herod took a shotgun approach. He ordered his soldiers to go into Bethlehem and kill every male child they found there, two years old and under. So much, he thought, for this new, so-called newborn king. The soldiers ruthlessly carried out their orders. The evangelist in Matthew proclaimed, In the infant blood spilled in Bethlehem a fulfillment to the words of Jeremiah 31. The prophet had foretold that Rachel, whose tomb was near Bethlehem, would weep for her children, refusing consolation because they were no more. In the face of such sad slaughter the river and the rivers of blood mad men have spilled ever since, the church finds comfort in the words of the newborn king grown to manhood. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. John 10, verse 10. Then a stanza from By All Your Saints in Warfare. All praise for infant martyrs whom you, your mysterious love called early from their warfare to share your home above. O Rachel, cease your weeping, they rest from earthly cares. Lord, grant us crowns as brilliant and faith as sure as theirs. All right. Let's sing our hymn. We'll sing the beginning again, stanzas one through three. Oh, God's own son. 
Let us pray for St. John, or excuse me, for the Holy Innocents. Almighty God, the martyred innocents of Bethlehem showed forth your praise, not by speaking, but by dying. Put to death in us all that is in conflict with your will, that our lives may bear witness to the faith we profess with our lips. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray this day for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the word of God, for parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray this day uh, with Michelle, who celebrates her birthday, with James, who celebrates his baptism, with the households of our church, especially this week, with Jennifer, Pauline, Brianna, Jeremy, Gary, Barb, Sylvia, and Eugene. Pray for our catechumens, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. Pray for all those ill, receiving treatment and recovering, Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Walt, Christopher, Dan, Brad, Ron, Marla, Betty, Pat, Merlin, and Heidi, our homebound Ed, Paul, and Pauline, the missions and mercy work of the church, especially that of a place of refuge. We pray in intercession for all the households of our community, and we continue to pray with family and friends of Bev who grieve her death. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. Blessings to you on this uh, Feast of the Holy Innocents. It's, uh, that threefold way of thinking of martyrdom, I think, is helpful, right? Where you had St. Stephen, who confessed um, Christ both in will and in his death and his deed. You had um, um, St. John, who confessed it in will, but, but actually died uh, a natural death, unlike all of his uh, apo- apostle contemporaries, right? And then you have the Holy Innocents, who had, could not yet confess with word, but did indeed um, and so you have the faith of the infants is also an interesting aspect of that text, isn't it? You know, and the way that the church has understood um, their deaths. All right. 
Uh, I think that's it for today. So Merry Christmas and uh, have a blessed uh, rest of the week. We'll see you live again tomorrow at 9 a.m. And uh, and we'll look at some more readings having to do with maybe our understanding of the mystery of Christmas, okay? So I look forward to seeing you tomorrow again, 9 a.m. God be with you today. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.